welcome to the uh, strategiccrisis.com uh, podcast. I'm Jeff Nyquist, uh, your host, and with me, my co-host, which is uh, Serge Kabud. Uh, hey, Serge. Hello. Hello there. Yeah, and uh, and we are going to be interviewing today Boris Chikolay, who has, uh, he's formerly worked with Radio Liberty, and he did a study, a very interesting study of Ukrainian politics and the connections of leading uh, U- Ukrainian political figures in the parliament and other branches of the government and electoral commission uh, with the former KGB and the security services of the Soviet Union. So I want to welcome Boris to the show. Well, welcome, Boris. Hello, Boris. Hello, Jeff. Uh, hello, Sergei. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's very interesting, your study, Boris. Uh, what it shows is a large number of the people active in Ukrainian politics now have visible connections. Uh, and if I and you can correct me if I'm wrong on the numbers here. You you examined the biographies of 909 people from the presidential administration to the prime minister and cabinet yes. ministers and their deputies, as well as members of parliament, the directors of the National Bank of Ukraine, members of the Central Electoral Commission. And uh, what you see is that basically four percent of these people openly state in their biographies that they worked for the KGB in the past, right? Yes. And and, yes, and that's correct. about 27%. Now you 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 put 27% as highly likely KGB agents. Maybe you could explain how you you arrived at that uh, assessment. Uh, you know, uh, I think um, this kind of description. Uh, it can be a little bit hard to 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 explain it in English, but I will try. <clears throat> uh, well, you, you know, uh, so you you could you could explain in Ukrainian and 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 so yeah. you could translate. Why don't why don't we do it that way? It might be that's, easier. That's depend. Uh, that depend uh, uh, about a uh, few things in their uh, uh, biographies. Okay. So it means uh, the the uh, place. Uh, where where they uh, study? Okay. That's the first one. Uh, another one, the 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 place uh, where they was in uh, uh, Soviet army. Okay. Uh, third, uh, this is a place uh, where they uh, work. Okay. And uh, also, if them if they was. Uh, uh, members uh, of uh, uh, VLKSM. This is a young organization, and uh, KPSS. This is uh, uh, for uh, for the adult uh, uh, people uh, in Soviet Union, like Communist Party. Um, and also uh, their uh, their um, member members of. Um, uh, Ukrainian uh, parties, Communist uh, Party of Ukraine, Socialist Party of Ukraine, and blah blah blah. So, if the people um, has a, a course uh, in which uh, party in school, highest party school, I don't know if it's correct. Yes, that that that's the way we say it in English, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so uh, uh, this is uh, this is uh, um, uh, points how I can say that for the um, for the uh, um, high uh, possibility um, I don't remember how you describe this uh, second possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. That's the highly likely KGB agents. Then the next one is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. highly likely. Yes, that's yes, the highly yes. likely. So if they, mm, if they if they uh, finish uh, this school, so it means that they are highly likely uh, KGB agents. Now let me let me uh, so ask ask you a question, uh, Boris. Let me stop you because it it raises a question that I think a lot of Americans would want to know. If if you were in the Soviet times and you get a college degree, 
does getting a college degree automatically uh, mean that you cooperated with the Soviet authorities in some sense or the KGB in, in some way? No. Okay. Uh, it's possible to say just uh, about a uh, few uh, cathedrals. Mm. Yes, cathedrals. Uh, well, it's more like uh, it's more like. Um, it's more like faculty at the university. Oh, the faculty, uh, so yeah. Just yeah, yeah, faculties, just few faculties. Uh, this is uh, on international studies, uh, um, and uh, uh, this kind of uh, histories. Yes, of history. I see. So yeah, if, if if someone has a, a advanced degree in history, they're likely to have cooperated with the security services. Yes, it's it's about sixty seventy percent. Uh huh. Interesting, interesting. So, so you've kind of got an idea of the likelihood of involvement with the KGB, depending on the educational background and the type of institutions that they attended, and the kind of things that they went for, and the organizations, the sub-organizations which they were members of. Um, now, you also mentioned failed attempts to hide past KGB involvement, I think, is one of the things that your study uh, mentioned. And I guess there are some political people in Ukraine that have tried to uh, lie about their past. Of course. They just uh, uh, wrote about their biography after 1992. And uh, you, you can just imagine what they do before 92. Mm -hmm. and, uh, a lot uh, of this kind of clear biographies. Mm -hmm. And uh, so so that makes up 27% uh, based on their uh, past and their education and who they worked with. Now there's another addition that you say there's 20% who are not highly likely but just likely to be KGB operatives based on membership in the Communist Party elite, close family members in the Communist elite, or with Communist youth organizations, and, uh, and are, or are currently members of the Communist Party of Ukraine. Maybe you could tell us, how big is the Communist Party of Ukraine now? Um, they have, uh, uh, as I remember, about 4% in uh, Ukrainian parliament. Uh -huh. So they uh, yeah. represented in Ukrainian parliament, still represented, yes. even though they, with every next election they are losing their uh, representation. And it, it looks like in the next parliamentary election they might not get into the parliament because they might not overcome the 3 or 4 percent of minimum votes needed to uh, have seats in the parliament. This is how Ukrainian constitution is written so far. Uh, and so there's, there's also another political party, the Socialist Party of Ukraine. Maybe, maybe you could explain to the listeners what the Socialist Party of Ukraine uh, is, believes and let, how strong. Let me make one comment on the Social Party. It is no longer represented in the parliament. Okay. It used to be uh, at least a, a force of a medium or high political impact, but not anymore. Boris. Um, they have uh, a f fraction in uh, Ukrainian parliament, and now I'm looking to their website, and uh, I can say that uh, mm -hmm. uh, site, I they, they know, uh, the communists they have a fraction in the parliament, but no socialist party left there. Okay. Now, now the communists are heavily infiltrated in the other political parties. Maybe you could give us a breakdown of the political parties in the Ukrainian parliament. And I understand there's quite a few parties there. It's uh, not that many. There are, I think, not, not more than five. Uh, mm. The Timoshenko bloc, the uh, Nasha Ukraina, our Ukraine, it's Yushchenko bloc, mm -hmm. and the party of regions is uh, Yanukovych bloc. This is the biggest one, by the way. Number one is Yanukovych bloc party of regions. 
in 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 uh, number of seats. Number two is Timoshenko block, uh, the block of the prime minister, uh, which is like the second. The third goes the fraction of Yushchenko, our Ukraine, and the next one is Communist Party. And I think that's all. There are only four parties in the parliament. So basically, the Socialist Party has kind of evaporated in recent years. That is correct. Um, is is you sh is Yanukovych is now we had the impression here in the West that Yanukovych was backed by the Kremlin, or the Kremlin favored Yanukovych to be president. Uh, what is the actual positions taken by Yanukovych's party? Well, it's um, it, it is kind of pro-Russian, uh, but uh, it's. Uh, it's not clear how uh, how actually loyal are they towards Kremlin because uh, this is the party backed by heavy industrialists in terms of uh, people who own the uh, biggest, the largest uh, heavy industrial plants and industries like steel mill industry, that kind of thing, which constitutes at least 60 or up to 80 percent of Ukrainian experts. So their interests are within that group of industries, which uh, is kind of not something that uh, directly connected to Kremlin interests. So we have an idea that they are a party that try to position themselves as pro-Russian. Mm -hmm. in, in, in terms of uh, policy, uh, they are more self-serving uh, organization who try to uh, perceive the, uh, this industrial interest. Yeah, More. now the reason I asked about the parties in Ukraine is I was going to ask Boris, you know, we have this breakdown where you've got 4% of these people have openly stated in their biographies that they're with KGB-run institutes, or K, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, that they were uh, KGB, they worked for the KGB in the past. 27% are highly likely and 20% are likely which give us, gives us 51% um, that are likely, highly likely, or, or almost certainly working for the security services. So, I, and I was wondering, Boris, did you ever look at that party by party? Like, what party seemed to have the largest percentage? If we could give each party a score, you know, have a little score about how, how much KGB... Um, uh, you know, connected the members of that party are. Did you did you ever look at that? Yes, I have uh, diagrams. Uh, I have these numbers for each party in parliament. Okay. And uh, I can starting from Narodny uh, Ruch um, Ukraine. Okay. It's uh, which folk uh, movement. Yeah, which Ukraine. Which used to be, which used to be considered the most patriotic, the most pro-Ukrainian, and it started mm -hmm. at, in the late 80s as uh, some sort of analog to Polish solidarity, but more based on cultural and historical um, uh, issues than on the uh, trade union issues uh, as solidarity was. Go ahead, mm -hmm. Boris. So this uh, NRU. Uh, three percent, it's, they are agents, we can say, because they have in biography this kind of letters, KGB. Sixteen okay. percent, uh, uh, they are highly likely KGB agents, based on their affili affiliation with uh, other KGB institutes. Forty-two uh, percent, they are likely, uh, because there was in Communist Party elite and uh, etc. Yeah. Uh, so, um, this is uh, uh, how, uh, <clears throat> this kind of most pro-Ukrainian uh, party. Uh, let, me, uh, let me make one comment, because the, this party, the uh, people movement of Ukraine, Narodny Ruch Ukraine, NRU, they are not represented in the parliament as itself. They are part of Yuchenka bloc called mm. Our Ukraine. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, this is post-patriotic. So as far as uh, Boris' research says, they are at the level of 42, uh, um, well, we would say 42% score of KGB penetration. Am I correct? Yes, yes, true. That's correct. And and so uh, 42, when the average of all the uh, political players, the 909, the average is, is 51. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 sorry, uh, Jeff, uh, I don't understand what you account now. Let, oh, let me, what? Let me, let me uh, help you with this. Uh, the uh, 909 biographies of the highest... Uh, politicians in Ukrainian um, political structures were analyzed from president, prime minister, cabinet, yeah, yeah, yeah. so 909. So the, the total score of KGB representation in this whole, in the pool of 909 people is at about 51%. Am I correct? Yes, yes, you're correct. Okay. Okay, so then, so what we're getting is this uh, patriotic party has a score of 42% that are, that are in, in one of the three categories, either they've worked for it, they're highly likely, or they're likely. And yes. so, okay, so then we go, so that gives us an idea of how this party may differ from another party. So, so let's go on to, uh, to the next party that you, you rate there. Mm-hmm. Next party, uh, Ukrainska Narodna Partia, Ukrainian People Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, they don't have any clear KGB agent. They have twenty uh, percent uh, or uh, two people. They are uh, highly likely, and thirty uh, percent or three people, they likely KGB agents. So, they, this party, as I understand, uh, the most clearest party in the uh, Ukrainian parliament. Okay. They have just 10 uh, uh, their uh, members in Ukrainian parliament. So, this is a very small party. Uh, yes, it's it's very small party and they have... Uh, they don't have uh, they own representatives in parliament. Uh, they they are in block of Yushchenko. Okay, in block Nasho of Yushchenko. Okay, very good. So they they have uh, and their total score you said was twenty two percent or twenty and thirty. Twenty. Fifty. Oh, fifty. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. How? Well, we have to make sure that we that we understand you correctly. 20% of uh, likely and 30% of what? Can you please, Boris, can you please uh, repeat this figure? Uh, 20% of highly likely and 30% likely. And uh, the first category is uh, which, how you call We don't use it because they don't have clearly KGB in their biographies. Okay, so it, uh, let, let me just remind our listeners that the criteria are, the, the highest criteria is uh, clearly KGB agents who openly stated their affiliation to KGB. The second category is uh, highly likely, and the third ca- category is uh, um, medium likely, right? Yes. Okay, yes. So, so uh, uh, this party, they don't have clear agents, but they have 20% of highly likely and 30% of likely. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. So, okay, let's go on to the next party. Uh, next party, Nasha Ukraina Narodna Samoborona. This is uh, uh, this Yushchenko structure. Okay. Uh, so, three uh, percent they are agents. Twelve percent highly likely. Twenty-four mm-hmm. percent uh, likely, and, ju- uh, and just sixty uh, percent uh, we don't know. 
Hmm. So, <clears throat> so that's uh, that. They seem like they're pretty, uh, pretty good too. Although they their percentage of of known agents is still pretty high. Uh, it's it's very interesting. Uh, <clears throat> and this is the uh, the the actual political support group for President Yushchenko. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. And uh, what about the next party? PRP, Party Reform and Porядок. This also small party, and they are in block of Tymoshenko. And they have fifteen people in parliament. Okay. So the fifteen fifteen members of parliament was or they are in PRP. Thirteen uh, percent, uh, they are agents. Thirteen percent. Yes. Wow. Yes, it's they. They have two agents, you know, in in this uh, party. Mm. Okay, and go go ahead. So, thirty-three uh, percent or uh, two people. They highly likely. Twenty percent or three people likely. And thirty-three percent we don't know. So they have a very high percentage of 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 agents, people who are known agents of the KGB structures. That's that's pretty that's pretty good. That's pretty high. Um, that's a, is that the highest percentage of any of the the parties that you have registered? Um, not really, I would. Say. Not really. Uh, you know, uh, they they have uh, not a lot of people. Just fifteen people, you know. Mm-hmm. The the highest number the highest ma- number as I see uh, this is the uh, block Yuli Tymoshenko this is a big but this is the next party in in, in this list I see so the, but the, the, this they don't do they have the highest percentage though uh, highest percentage uh, in uh, Communist Party of Ukraine and Socialist Party of Ukraine I'm starting from the Right side of the political spectrum, you know. Ah, interesting. And when I finish, I will finish the communist party. And communist party, they are totally red. Okay. This is this is the right. This is the right. Our rights. Yes, sure. Of course. Well, they would be. We would expect them to be loyal, good, loyal communists. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so let's go on to the next party. I, I'm just going to remind the a, li- listeners. This is the most funny. This is the most pun- funny when you're talking about uh, parties from the right side and you're talking from parties from the left side, and they are same. They are <laughs> <Yeah. red. laughs> They're all red. <laughs> they all They're are different. All sh- red. Sure. They're, they're different shades of red. I'm going to remind my listeners yes. here, this yes. is the strategiccrisis.com podcast, and we have Boris Chikolay in Ukraine. I should have mentioned that before, that Boris is, is in Kiev, and we have, of course, uh, Serge Kabud, uh, my co-host. And so, Boris, go ahead. We're going through the list of the Ukrainian uh, parties, political parties, and uh, Boris has done a study showing how many have are KGB agents, how many have Highly likely links that make them highly likely KGB agents are just simply likely KGB agents. So let's go on to the next uh, political party and see what the percentages are there. Uh, uh, Butte. Yes. I want Sergei, to, you want to say something? Yes, I would. Li- I would like to also to uh, tell our listeners that the study that Boris did is uh, almost uh, done at exact same criteria with the same methodology as a famous study done by the Russian researcher 
Olga, mm, what's her Christ name? Right, right. The the one that is quoted, her research, Kristanovska research, came, she came with this very similar or even worse figures for Russian political spectrum. And yes. it's uh, uh, highly publicized and it is quoted in over 400 books, her results. Yeah, so she's, she uh, studied 1,016 leading political figures in Russia and found an astounding 78% had links to the KGB FSB. Yeah, so let's let's uh, let uh, let's uh, give the microphone to Boris, so he will uh, he will uh, continue with this uh, absolutely astonishing result. Block Yulia Tymoshenko. Okay. So uh, Block Yulia Tymoshenko in Verkhovna Rada Ukraine, they have uh, 163 uh, parliamentaries, mm. and uh, uh, two percent of them, or four people. They are uh, agents because they have in their biographies uh, this letter KGB. Twenty-six <clears throat> percent or forty-three people, they highly likely uh, cooperate with KGB, and thirty-three uh, percent or fifty-three people uh, likely KGB agents. Yeah. Uh, only uh, 63 people, we can say about them that we don't know who are them and what they do before 92. Which is, what, which is uh, uh, only about, what, 40% that, uh, that seem to have no connection with the KGB? Yes, yes. Hmm. Wow, that's... Um, and and Timoshenko is considered by many people to be one of the figures of the Orange Revolution. Uh, of course. Yes. Uh, of course. Along with President Yushchenko. Uh, all right, let's go ahead. What's the next party then that we have? Socialna Demokratyczna Partia Ukrainy Objednana. This is uh, um, also a very small party. They all they also. Uh, not uh, in the parliament, but uh, their uh, representatives uh, going with uh, uh, some uh, uh, blocks uh, to Ukrainian parliament and uh, people from SDPU or uh, they are in the um, party of region, they are in the uh, um, block of Yuli Tymoshenko. And uh, they have 16 uh, people in the parliament. So 6% uh, uh, or one uh, uh, man from this uh, uh, party, uh, he's an agent. Mm -hmm. uh, 25% uh, or four people, uh, highly likely. 31% or five uh, people, uh, they are... Uh, likely KGB agent. Mm -hmm. And 38% uh, uh, we don't know mm -hmm. who are they. Huh. Very good. Trudova uh, Ukraina. Trudova Ukraina. They have uh, 23 uh, members of this party in the parliament. Also, they are uh, in, in, in some block, uh, not uh, uh, alone in, in the parliament. So 9% uh, uh, or two people from this uh, party, they are agent. 39% uh, uh -huh. or nine people, uh, highly likely. 4% or one uh, uh, man, uh, it's uh, likely. KGB agent, and 48% or 11 people we don't know. Okay. Also, and their and their leader, their um, head of party of Trudova Ukraina, Sergei Tehipo, he will be one of the um, presidential candidate in uh, 2010. 
I see. And where does the where does he actually fall in it? Is he one that we don't know about, or is he one that we have likely or more than likely? Uh, he's um, highly likely. Oh, okay, highly likely. Yes, yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. And um, because he worked uh, in um, as a in some high comfortable structure. I see. I, yes, I don't. I don't so. remember now the the correct. Uh, uh, Correct place, but it's some high, high, uh, high level small function. Or mm -hmm. high level yeah. function mm -hmm. used coming big in the past. Mm -hmm. yeah. By the way, I would like to I would like to add some comment that Olga Krishtanovsky um, uh, research um, was done on a like was kind of more. Uh, I would say more hardliners research, meaning that she, uh, Boris, Boris is uh, uh, much lighter on the KGB and communists. He, his criteria, I would say, is uh, more relaxed than Olga's. Uh, when, if, if the same, the same strong criteria would have been used in Ukrainian situation, I would say that uh, the result would be harder than that what Boris got. Basically. He, uh, we, we could say that his result is at 50% in general, all over, and her result is at 78% in Russia, in general, all over, KGB presence in the highest political structures of the country. But his well, uh, criteria is a little bit more relaxed, I would say. Well, um, let me ask you, Boris, isn't it true that in Ukraine there would be a more of a motivation to hide connections with the KGB and to be more secretive because there is a much more of a stigma, stigma, what we call a bad association placed with being associated with the KGB in Ukraine than there would be in Russia. Is, is that roughly true? Um, sorry, Jeff, but uh, I not clearly understand your question. Okay, I'll uh, phrase it again. In Ukraine, it's it's socially more um, of a handicap to be associated with mm -hmm. the KGB than in Russia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would that be fair to say that there'd be a more of a reason to hide and there'd be more effort put into hiding KGB association in Ukraine than in Russia? What um, is here in Ukraine it's more hidden. Mm -hmm. So I you would naturally so. expect to find, if you had the same level of control uh, of, of KGB influence and politics as in Russia, you would expect it, so. that it would be more hidden. Yes, here it is more hidden because we don't have this kind of uh, uh, visual management of this kind of uh, uh, people. In Russia, we can uh, um, see... The, the main people of this uh, system, like, for example, Putin or Medvedev. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, in Ukraine, uh, um, they just uh, do uh, their uh, like regular job. Uh, and uh, we don't see these uh, um, powerful people. We just can feel that uh, everything going well. Uh, because uh, Ukraine independently 18 years but uh, no any reforms uh, and no any democracy in this uh, state uh, so uh, they have very good control of uh, all kind of uh, mm, all kind of uh, uh, Sorry, my they have, they have they have control over the they have control over the country's business and all dimensions. politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All dimensions of uh, of uh, this kind of election uh, election election. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have powerful 
they have powerful influence over the the state and the system. Of course, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So and in, they in play and they play a very nice game here. Mm -hmm. They play game. Uh, they, this is a, this is a big theater uh, because um, um, as we can see in this. Uh, um, investigation all political parties are red all political and, uh, parties are red yes and uh, people um, folks they try to vote for some uh, changes for some reforms from some steps to European Union for some steps uh, uh, to NATO and uh, at the end uh, they receive uh, red party and red leader. Mm. Uh, so uh, this is a, a global fiction of uh, KGB, of um, Communist Party. Uh, they organize uh, excellent uh, structure after 92, and they control our minds. You know. Mm -hmm. That was. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> just choking on my own throat. Um, they uh, so basically, the the, uh, the the former communists, the former KGB structures, basically control Ukraine, and the Ukrainian people, most Ukrainians don't realize this, and are kind of deceived by what has happened. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with you. Uh, most people um, don't recognize that uh, they lived in uh, uh, Ukrainian Soviet uh, uh, Socialist Republic, you know. Mm. Um, A Soviet but, Socialist uh, Republic, yes. Yes, but, but when we start uh, um, talk uh, with the people and when we um, uh, show them biographies of uh, uh, modern Ukrainian politic, uh, they uh, immediately recognize uh, the problem. So, uh, as I understand, uh, uh, people in, the, in Ukraine, they uh, haven't information. And, uh, um, for example, Radio Free Europe, this is a um, radio station uh, from uh, uh, United States and Voice of America, they uh, uh, do program about uh, uh, possible uh, illustration, but do that uh, very uh, rare and um, very uninformal, uninformative. Right. Uh, yeah. now, because, uh, maybe because, I should, because, maybe, excuse me, Boris, maybe I should explain what illustration is to the Americans, listeners. It is an attempt to to identify communists uh, in the in the the government and kind of uh, out them and and call them not to be you know make it so that they can't really participate. Would would you say that was accurate, Boris? Oops. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. No problem. Um, and. Uh um so um <laughs> i'm i'm forget uh, some well yeah. you were just you were just describing illustration and 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 the process how Li radio liberty rarely talks about mm -hmm. this yeah, subject yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> they they don't talking about uh, um real names they just they just uh, um Talking about uh, like possibility of uh, um, KGB clearance, as I can say. But illustration, it's not only KGB clearance. Illustration, this is uh, removing uh, communist of from 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 uh, developing of the state. Uh, it's not only a KGB agent. Yes. Uh, for example. When, when we're talking about uh, illustration in the Czech Republic, they have a list of the people um, who cannot uh, work uh, in a state uh, structure. Uh, 
uh, and it's not only KGB agents. The, this is a uh, all party elite, all people who have a study in some uh, um, communist institution, uh, some people who work in some uh, high-level uh, um, party structure of Czech Republic. They, all of them, uh, was uh, fired from. Uh, uh, state structures, and uh, we can see that the Czech Republic now in NATO and in uh, European Union. Mm. So um, we should uh, very seriously uh, uh, telling or talking um, about uh, illustration in uh, Ukraine about. Uh, um, what bad thing of uh, uh, modern uh, communists um, and about their influence uh, to um, modern Ukrainian politics. Uh, and uh, we, we showed uh, um, open uh, biographies of uh, modern Ukrainian uh, politics and we showed uh, uh, talking about them uh, like about communists, not uh, like about uh, some uh, successful Ukrainian politics, because it's fiction. We should, uh, we should say that that man and that man, they are communists, and they uh, have uh, old uh, ideology, or they have KGB ideology, and they uh, work against this uh, uh, state. So we showed uh, uh, everything uh, starting from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm very interested if if these reforms. You know, you you mentioned earlier that Ukraine has not been reformed, and you now you 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 pointed out the influence of Communist Party and KGB structures on Ukraine's political system, if Ukraine went into NATO now, that we would be admitting a, basically a communist-controlled country into NATO? Uh, yes, correct. And now my, now my next question, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, I got another question. Um, you you also are involved in a, a founder of a non-government organization called Ukrainians in the Czech Republic. Is that right? Yes. And my my Czech friends, like my Polish friends and my Bulgarian friends, tell me that Czechia, that the Czech Republic is basically the same kind of thing as Ukraine, that the communists still control the political system they still control the business structures in the country do you have you found that to be true in in the Czech Republic as well as Ukraine or is it less so in in Czech Republic uh, I, I'm, I'm not agree with uh, this kind of uh, um, information because I lived in Czech Republic for 10 years Mm -hmm. And I uh, can say that a Czech politician um, has uh, a lot of uh, um, space to uh, work independently uh, from uh, uh, communists in, uh, in the country. Mm -hmm. And this uh, Czech politics, independently, they... Uh, 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 they going to uh, NATO with this country, and this politics they uh, uh, going to European Union with this country, and this politics create this kind of modern Czech Republic uh, on the map uh, of European Union. So uh, mm, much more or less uh, Czech politi politicians uh, has influence. Uh, from uh, KGB and the communists uh, in, in the country. Uh, of course, uh, from time to time we can uh, um, uh, we can listen some information 
about uh, uh, some uh, KGB agent in Czech army. Uh, it was about uh, one year or a few, few years ago, this kind of scandal. Uh, of course, we can uh, um, listen some uh, news uh, about uh, um, Russian um, agents in um, Czech Republic and about their cooperation with some uh, Czech businessmen. But uh, this is uh, not so uh, um, often. This is uh, uh, some exceptional, I, I, I think, uh, because, um, uh, as I say, uh, the country, the development of this country uh, already um, starting after lustration. So it was a very uh, good uh, law after um, independence in Czech Republic. Um, it was a very good uh, step to clear their country from communists. And they do that. And uh, now they are less controlled by communists and KGB. Of course, uh, if uh, some very sensitive people feeling uh, some uh, uh, KGB smell in <laughs> Prague air, so they can talk about that. But it's not so scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, uh, certainly the the way that things are done in uh, Czech Republic are different than Ukraine. Uh, I have a, a number of Czech friends. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Vladimir Huchin or um, Peter Sabolka, uh, Robert Bukhar. Um, Robert Bukhar is a documentary film producer, and he interviewed a number of the key witnesses in the change of power there. And uh, there's a lot of information about the manipulation of the process in the Czech Republic so that uh, the communist structures would remain hidden and influential in the country uh, after the fall of communism, that this was prepared in advance in that country. Um, and uh, But, uh, but that, uh, that requires a lot of... Uh, I guess a lot of uh, going into their testimony and what they saw and did and the investigations they conducted. But it's it's interesting to me that people in um, almost all the former communist countries who have discovered certain things about the government, about the background of people there, that in some countries it's just simply more hidden from the public than in a country like Ukraine where Russia, I think the Russians and the communists um, structures feel more um, they feel more comfortable uh, being more in the open than in these other countries that are further to the west um, that uh, that in, if you're going to be a communist in Germany you need to be more hidden than a communist in in, uh, in Ukraine or in Russia Are, are you there, Boris? Yes, yes. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting subject. Uh, so when you, uh, uh, Boris, when you looked at uh, this situation it, with the uh, politicians in Ukraine, were you expecting to find these kind of results? Or, or before you started this study, did you expect that your numbers would be much lower? Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm feeling um, before uh, this investigation, I think in that these numbers will be uh, more uh, uh, more highest. Yeah. Oh, you thought they'd be uh, higher. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, but um, when I start to um, feel this. Uh, uh, application uh, this table uh, I um, start to understand that I should be uh, more uh, clear because uh, I cannot uh, put uh, 
people to the agent without uh, um, clear, uh, clearly that words TGV yeah, letters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, it it was it was very um, interesting because. Uh, um, a lot of biographies, you can just feel that uh, these people um, uh, should be um, agent, but uh, it's f- for that process, I create uh, uh, another um, um, rows or column. Mm-hmm. Column, yeah? Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Uh, I wonder what would happen if we did a study of of the U.S. Congress the same way. What re- results we'd get there? Uh, yes, it's interesting, uh, of course. But uh, one thing what you will need this is a uh, their uh, full uh, biographies. Yes. Yeah, you would. And so how did you get the biographies of these of the people in in politics in Ukraine? Are there biographies on the Internet? Were they published? Were they official the biographies that the people put up on their own websites? Or how, how did you get the biographies? They uh, they put their biographies on the official website with a domain name uh, gov.ua. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, president.gov.ua, uh, rada.gov.ua, cabinet uh, minister Ukraine, kmu.gov.ua. So, this is uh, the official uh, informational uh, sources, and of course, uh, uh, their biographies uh, on these uh, servers. Because uh, you know we have internet and uh, we have uh, this kind of informational sources from uh, um, state authority in internet and they put their biographies. They very uh, proud of these biographies, of course, and they put uh, all this stuff. Uh, but not all of them. A lot of biographies are very um, poor uh, on information, and some of them looks like um, 92005, some private uh, business and. 2005 and uh, 2009, uh, deputy of, uh, not deputy, but deputat, deputat, deputy of uh, Butte, for example. It's like member of the parliament. Member of the parliament, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's good. Um, so, uh, uh, so basically, Ukraine is a, a very highly uh, controlled, like a Soviet socialist republic. Um, and and so, uh, would it be uh, Boris that difficult for for Ukraine to be brought back into a, a union with uh, the Kremlin, the, as like that existed before 1991? I think that it's not so difficult now. And do you see things moving, that, moving in that? Di- uh, I'm sorry. Do you see things moving in that direction? Yes, 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 yes. Of course. It's it's this kind of crap situation with Yushchenko was created uh, for this kind of plan. Oh, uh, so maybe you can explain. Uh, how does Yushchenko? How does the deal with Yushchenko help? them to put forward their plan? Um, you know, we have um, very uh, strange relationship with the Russia today. Mm-hmm. And Russia say 
that this strange situation was created by Yushchenko because his politics is very anti-Russian politics. Mm -hmm. And this is their point of view. So, uh, their steps are remove Yushchenko uh, from from the political uh, scene in Ukraine. And they are trying to remove him. But um, you can feel that uh, they, uh, they, for for them, it's not enough. Uh, They uh, prepare a lot of uh, um, informational uh, and culture uh, and uh, um, publicistic, how I say? Publicity? Publicity, yes. Uh, um, This kind of uh, um, uh, information uh, weapon, and they uh, prepare it for uh, a very big uh, uh, plan. It's not only um, fighting with uh, Yushchenko. Uh, They have uh, idea to control uh, all uh, all the country and uh, control all country in some uh, in some new uh, structure. Uh, they don't um, uh, feel that it's enough uh, um, to be like independent state. They feel that uh, for um, them will be much more better to create with Ukraine some uh, union, some new structure, uh, because uh, um, all people in Ukraine are already prepared for the um, some uh, uh, Russian uh, um, how I can say steps to uh, unite us with them. <laughs> so, in other words, in other words, Russia is preparing. There's the sense that Russia is preparing to annex Ukraine through some kind of uh, series of political moves? Uh, you know, um, if they, uh, if they uh, say that uh, situations with uh, Russians in uh, Ukraine, um, they don't like that situation, and they uh, have a law in like a few days ago, they um, how can say uh, parliament is a con. They passed a law in Russia allowing Russian army to interfere yes. if the rights of Russian ethnic Russian Russian speaking people in the bordering countries supposedly are violated. So it is regarded in Ukraine as a first step for annexation of some sort, yes. the same thing was done for years in Georgia. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes, great, great. So, uh, they, they prepare um, all, all stuff uh, to, to, to annex uh, Ukraine. And uh, we should wait uh, just a few months and we can see what they will uh, uh, provocate and where it can be Crimea, it can be Kiev, it can be everywhere. <clears throat> so, um, and uh, presidential election coming uh, in the January of uh, um, 2010. Also, it's possible that uh, parliamentary election uh, election will be. Uh, so, uh, and uh, Russia just uh, waiting for some uh, uh, political crisis and uh, 
they will use this crisis uh, for a lot. So, um, hmm. what, what? a lot of a lot of stuffs uh, showing their uh, ideas. I would like to comment on what Boris said about the parliamentary election. We have the presidential election scheduled in Ukraine for January of 2010. But there are also talks that they, they, there might be a situation when a, an out-of-schedule early elections to the parliament also will be held uh, soon, uh, will take place some, sometime soon. Uh, on, uh, the previous elections to the parliament were also, uh, also happened out-of-schedule under the circumstance of president dissolving the parliament on... Uh, uh, there were re uh, legal reasons to do that. So it might also take that turn. So basically we have the situation when uh, uh, it is obvious that Kremlin will use any serious political crisis and they actually push for political crisis in Ukraine on different sides. So they might use that uh, for, a, for a pretext to annex Ukraine or to change something in the situation how Ukraine uh, independent from Russia is uh, at this moment to some different situation when well we don't even we, we, we're not we're not really sure how they will do it they're extremely devious but uh, even I think Vladimir Bukowski warned that it might be uh, not just limited to political measures but also military measures Jeff yeah it, it's it's interesting. I had heard I had heard about Bukowski's warning, um, <clears throat> and of course uh, the Boris reports. This is the most serious report I've heard about Ukraine. What Boris is telling us is very alarming, uh, because it means that Ukraine is is it could be taken back into Russia through a political process rather than using a military process, which I think Russia would want to avoid. Uh, an actual invasion. Let me ask you, Boris, do you think that the Russians can do this without the use of force? Yes, uh, they can. Yeah, they can. Uh, we can see that in Parliament uh, we have uh, just few groups and they are uh, all more and more uh, uh, controlled by uh, uh, ex-communist uh, uh, or KGB structure. Uh, so, uh, it's, we can clearly um, say about future of this kind of Ukrainian uh, parliament. Uh, it, it will be the model of uh, modern uh, Russian uh, uh, parliament. So they will vote uh, for all stuff what uh, KGB needs. Uh, and um, a lot of we shall do uh, against uh, this uh, uh, their idea and also uh, I think that the United States should uh, review uh, this kind of uh, support uh, for uh, mass media uh, and uh, they should edit uh, a lot of uh, things in um, informational uh, uh, politics mm -hmm. uh, because uh, now um, we don't have uh, uh, some uh, um, reactive uh, informational source all uh, informational source, uh, sources in Ukraine uh, including uh, all uh, American uh, sources they are very neutral, very neutral, and uh, they it, it's like they're talking about flowers uh, in the middle of war, you know. I see. Uh, so so uh, well, let me let me uh, go back a second. You said they're neutral, that that they're very neutral in the middle of a war. The American media inputs into Ukraine are neutral. Americans are neutral, and uh, Ukrainians, Ukrainian uh, information sources are no, no, neutral. Uh huh. 
Meaning that somebody is actually alarming the public of, of what is going to happen. And mm. it is a threat to the national independence. More, more than that, President Yushchenko several times since, since sometime of September of last year, not several, many times, he actually warned the public that the nation is in danger, the independence is in danger, the state of Ukraine is in danger of losing its state of losing of its independence. Yeah, uh, interesting. I, well, I it's, it's fascinating discussion, uh, gentlemen. Um, I'm I, I think we've done more than an hour, so I think we're done. I want to thank you, Boris, for being with us. Uh, on this. Very much, yeah. And I want to thank my co-host uh, Serge Kabud for uh, his help. And this is the uh, the end of the podcast for strategicrisis.com.